Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. <laughs> this is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, the notify bell next to it. Make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. Uh, we are also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. A variety of reward tiers over there. Larson, including bonus episodes. That's right. At oh, the yeah. $5 a month oh, yeah. mark mm. and up, mm-hmm. you are eligible. You can watch eligible. five. Cinco. Yeah. What's five in German, Larson? Fünf. Fünft. Fünf. Fünf. What? Fünf. Fünf. Foomph. Foomph episodes. Yes. Of going in raw. <laughs> we got some new patrons over the past 24 hours. Uh, let's see here. Eric Ferris, Kevin McIsaac, and Josh Baker. Uh, want to say thank you very much. And then, of course, we've got a new YouTube channel member. We've got YouTube channel memberships. Also makes you eligible. Yes. For, uh, for uh, uh, that bonus content. Alvin Jones, new YouTube member. Shout out. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. You're your new patrons. Uh, I just read them off while you were not paying attention. Yeah, not paying attention. It's going to be one of those days. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I feel like one of those days is kind of the majority with you. And then like the really, really fantastic days. Few and far between. Yeah, no, I know. Later on today, I've got best of. What are we in? May? God, it's May already. Almost halfway through May. We've got best of April going up later on today. And it kicks off with. Oh, and I hiccups. The hiccups. Hangover. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Yeah. That was so good. Happy my uh, misfortune brings you such misfortune? pleasure. Misfortune? Is there just hiccups? It's okay. Man, there was, that was never any hiccups pretty much that entire day. <laughs> I had hiccups all day that day. Oh, man. 33% of people thought Raw last night was in between. Yeah, sounds about right. 16% thought yay. 12% thought nay, so that's kind of neck and wow, neck. Wow, 30% don't plan to watch. That's pretty high. Yeah, that seems unusual, abnormally high. Teens. Is it? What was the last? Let's see. what it, Did I even do one last week? Let me see if I did one last week. Last week. Uh, don't plan to watch? Yeah, that's up 7%. Up 7%. There could be an element of people had it spoiled for them, or they you know, were just like, well, I'll see what's going on. Yeah, 18 <laughs> That number is rising. Yeah. Commensurate with what? Oh wait, was that with SmackDown? The, no, that was Raw. With the enthusiasm level, yeah, and the dro- drop in ratings. We put these community uh, polls up on uh, our YouTube channel, so go to the community tab and uh, you can participate in them there as well. Um, I I'll be honest, I kind of I was kind of on the yay side of Raw last night. I thought I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Um, I don't know, maybe it was, sometimes it's my mood, but I don't know. I looked through it. There's lots to like. There were some good matches. I don't know. I just, for the most part, I was kind of meh on it. 
And I thought I thought that the there even, was enjoyable stuff, but I didn't really find anything terribly engrossing. I love the main event. Yeah, the main event was good. The main event was cool. There's a couple good matches. Baron and Ricochet was a good match. Ray and Cesaro, that give me really give me match. that feud for that a really good match for days and days. I love the Fatal Four Way too. In terms of the storyline progression, is this all kind of the same meandering, go nowhere stuff though? And See, like, I, I disagree with that. And though. how many shows are going to open with somebody come out talking and then a tag match? So the opener. I'm really tired of the okay. formulaic nature of how Raw, especially, is opening every day. Okay, so the every opener, week, the opener, I wasn't huge on because I kind of don't care about the Roman Reigns story right now. Uh, beyond that, though, we had Braun Strowman getting replaced in Money in the Bank. We had Mojo Raleigh making his Raw debut. We had Nikki Cross showing up on TV uh, and winning a match. Uh, we had, yeah, Baron versus Ricochet, which I thought was actually pretty cool. That was a good match. Yeah. So I, don't, I think there was a lot to like. I think people, I honestly think that people are so down on Raw these days that like when a decent episode comes their way, it's just like, ah, it's more of the same. But like a bunch happened last night. Yeah, stuff happened, but I don't know. It's just based on the kind of... I thought the contract signing was good. Formulaic nature of a lot of the creative, plus how the show kicks off seemingly every week the same way. It just, I don't know. It, I didn't really feel like things picked up at, at all until the third hour. Yeah. It just felt like a slog to get through for the first two hours. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I like Again, it. it could be a mood thing. Or I just yeah. like, I'll be honest. Some weeks I'm like, oh gosh, I got to watch three hours of Raw tonight. I felt that going into Raw last night. Like, I'm always, uh, Monday, I like that it's on Mondays because it's sort of get out of the way and the rest of the week feels like a breeze. But going into Raw, definitely, because it hasn't been good. Like, no. it, Raw has not no. been good lately. And that puts you in the position of, you know, it, it becomes kind of a chore to watch. Mm -hmm. That being said, when I'm sitting there watching it, I'm like, find myself enjoying it. It is surprising. And so, but then I have to recognize, I actually enjoyed Raw last night. I thought it was actually right. pretty good. Fair enough. Um, so there's gonna be plenty to make fun of too. That's what I liked yeah. about it. Also, what is going on? What is Mojo? <laughs> he, do you notice like when they first when he when we first saw shots of his new face paint, it was only a little bit. Now it's progressed a bunch. Yeah, I kind of like the face paint. I'll be honest. It's just it. been it's been progressing off. Well, camera. you know, you know, like we get a crack in your windshield, you just don't get the little crack. The crack grows eventually. Right, but we okay. Here's the thing: we're expected to see him on. Has he been on main event? I'm assuming. I think he's maybe been on main event or in dark matches. His the crack in his face has been, or the Chernobyl radiation, whatever it is, yeah. the raw gay mutant stuff has been growing off camera. Like all we watch is raw. We don't watch him on anything but know, raw. Man. Maybe he's had a whole storyline that we haven't seen because it's not been on raw. That could be. In any event, uh, yeah, a lot of people thought it was in between, and I never know if in between. See, I need to get more specific with the poll. Perhaps mm -hmm. maybe it should be like they do with like political polls, where it's. You know, you gotta uh, get down to demos, man. Yeah, we could do demos too. It's like enthusiastic, highly enthusiastic, you know, barely enthusiastic. So we need to know yeah, yeah, this in between level can be split up to like three things like strictly in the middle, the middle, but yay, or the middle, but nay, and then hard nay. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that though. All right. Anyways, everybody's asking about Bray Wyatt. Oh, and then the Bray Wyatt thing. I loved it, I thought it was great. This guy, I, I really like that they just sort of, this was, dude, for once they had three weeks that built to a fourth week where we get the reveal. I feel like they could have milked it a bit more. Yeah, I guess they could have. They could have milked it for eight more weeks or well, 16 more weeks. More weeks. I don't know. It just feels like, okay, well, here, here we're setting up something that could be potentially fun. All right, we're just going to give you, the, the, we're going to go straight to the, the money shot essentially without, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's more build that could have been done. Yeah. 
And like three packages, he, he looks like a, a like a, a a ringleader at a circus with a clown mask. Okay, I thought it, I don't know. I thought it was different. It was like new for him. It's like a new, you know. I was like, okay, cool. We actually have something. This is leading to something. It makes sense. I thought it's kind of what we asked for. No, I asked for Firefly Funhouse for a couple of years. That's what I asked for. Yeah, I know. I just don't. I don't know what's gonna happen. But no, I no, thought it seems obvious. It's not at this point. It seemed like we're getting three weeks of Firefly Funhouse, and now whatever this is. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Man, wow! It is gonna be one of those days. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really neat. I thought he had like a. I don't know. I know it looks sort of like a. The joke. I don't know how DC's playing it these days, but I know for a spell and maybe still, the Joker had uh, in in the DC comics, his face had got taken off or something. Oh, I don't know pretty, what happened. Pretty dark. And he had and he had sort of he's just wearing his face skin. Yeah. Uh, on his face. Yeah, it had a, the the mask had a very Joker vibe to it. Yeah, and his pants were kind of Jokerish. But uh, so I thought he looked like uh, like an old timey circus ringleader because he had the the coat with the long tails in the back mm-hmm. and pants with stripes on him. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. kind of vibe I got. Like he was a ringleader from a circus. And so then he had a somebody mask. here in chat says the mask was designed by Tom. Yeah, Savini. he po- posted that on Twitter. Oh, did he? Because yeah. it has a very Jokerish vibe to it. Yeah. But then also with like a sort of a monstrous mouth, which I thought was pretty cool too. Because if you're just wearing your face skin, you're not gonna have like a your mouth's not gonna really. You got like your yeah lip flaps right here. I don't know. Anyways, so people say, "Oh yeah, Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal has that kind of vibe too." So yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, some pe- people say, "Mentioned Slipknot, looked like he'd be a member of Slipknot." Mm, yeah, they were masked too. Yeah, I love that man. Hey, new metal, inject that straight into the WWE. No, thank you. That t- time great. is coming gone. That's awesome. So, nah, I just uh, kind of feel like there could have been more stuff they could have done without necessarily overdoing it with the Firefly Funhouse stuff to really get into. And maybe we'll get it in a different form, and then in that case, it'll be fine. But. uh get more clues or something about as, as far as Bray's transformation. Cause I know yesterday he posted what were supposed to be those, those odd lines of, of promo that didn't belong in those promos he delivered from like 2015. Mm-hmm. He put it together. I'm like, okay, this doesn't really clarify much of anything mm-hmm. in typical Wyatt fashion. Yeah. Jonathan asked, what was the designer's name? Tom Savini. Tom Savini. He's a legendary. He's a legend in terms of a uh, uh, makeup Horror movie, especially makeup design and, and, and effects design. He was also what was his name in uh, From Dusk Till Dawn? Oh, I don't remember. Remember what he had? He had the 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 the, the front area gun. Yeah, yeah. The cod piece gun. Yeah, I remember what I was. What his name? He was. had a specific name though. Yeah, I don't remember. So uh, so yeah. Anyways, uh, it kicked off with Miz TV, uh, and his guest was Roman Reigns. Uh, it's always funny when they. I mean, there's a big elephant in the room and it's, well, Miz is usually a bad guy and they, Roman Reigns kind of said, you know, this isn't the Miz I want to say. I want to see the, the vicious Miz. Yeah, man. I like Miz's idea of pitching a, a, a buddy comedy with he and Roman Reigns. I thought that'd be great. Honestly, buddy comedies in the WWE need, it's, it, it's surprising to me that they have a whole movie studio and so many of their roster members have such charisma and chemistry. Yeah, they don't want to seem to showcase that whatsoever, though. They don't take advantage of that, like especially in the movie realm. There's so many buddy comedies waiting to happen. I remember one mm-hmm. time they did one with like Edge, but his buddy was like Jamie Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they do Edge and Christian as a buddy comedy? I know, right? I know. I mean, and then have the 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 celebrity cast as like the the police chief or their boss, captain, lieutenant, whatever the title is. Yeah, exactly. You know. Instead of doing, you know, feeling the need to, to shoehorn a, a, 
a C-list celebrity into their movie. Every time I think of what CM Punk said on that on that stage of the the pipe bomb thing, and he said he's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. Yeah, he's probably a billionaire at this point. Oh yeah. He Although is. if you subtract three hundred fifty million for the XFL, maybe he's sunk down back to. Oh no, I think he's still owns like forty percent of the company. Oh really? And it's worth like seven, almost seven billion. Yeah. So yeah, that's still a billionaire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he should be more billionaire. God, I don't know. That's worth a lot. <laughs> No, but I know he's what you still mean. worth a lot of money. You can look at the evidence. There's still so think, much of the company could be doing. Yeah, yeah. You look yeah. at the evidence. You think, uh, you know, in a lot of respects, Vince has succeeded despite himself. Like the company's worth almost seven billion dollars. Like, imagine how much it'd be worth more if if it was competently run yeah, from the right? standpoint. Yeah, that's I crazy. I know. It's weird. The company's worth that much. Anyways, Ms. TV. Roman Reigns. Ms. pitches a buddy movie to Roman. Roman says, "Chill." And then, uh, and then, yeah, Miz. No, he wasn't just say chill over Miz. He was, he was giving him static for it. It's like, that's the old Miz. New Miz would come out here and hit Shane with a chair. I want that Miz. I don't want the old Miz who's, who's, you know, like the, the wannabe A lister from Hollywood. Yeah. He was giving him, give him the crap for it. Miz asks the, uh, was there at the O2, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He asked the London crowd there, is that the Miz you want to see? And he says, fine. And then he starts, he starts giving a super face aggressive promo. I liked it. I thought it was good. It just always reminds me that, man, there is a time not that long ago when people would hate anything Miz did. I know. And uh, and now he can't he can't be hated. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, then Shane comes to the ramp, and he says, uh, all the stuff you're saying here, one thing you forget is that I'm your boss. Mm-hmm. Since I'm your boss, I'm ending Miz TV all right now. Yeah. And uh, Elias and Bob Lashley come out, and they attack uh, Miz and Reigns from behind. And, of course, what happens then? Shane makes a tag match with all four of them. Yeah. I feel like it's like the third or fourth week in a row. This is how Raw started. Uh, very possible. Uh, I'm not huge on it either, to be honest with you. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that match happened. It did happen, and it was all right. Um, towards the end, Miz goes for a hot tag on Roman, and then Shane runs around and pulls Roman off the apron. Ref calls for the bell. DQ. Since Shane's not in the match, he can't get involved. That's mm-hmm. a disqualification. Mm-hmm. Um, then Shane, Elias, and Bob Lashley get in the ring, start beating up on the Miz. Um, they all end up into the ringside area, and then Reigns does that jump over the top rope. He does it's pretty incredible. A dude his his size can jump over the top rope like that. I'm never not impressed when I see it. Yeah, man, lays out everybody. Um, Shane jumps Reigns though. Uh, Reigns turns the tables, but eventually Lashley and Elias get the upper hand in the ring. Then Miz enters with the chair. Uh, and they, he clears the ring with a bit of Roman's help. Mm-hmm. They stand tall. Yes. They stand tall going to money in the bank. Miz is definitely winning. Yeah. That's going to happen. Roman has to win yeah, unless they pull. Win. I mean, it's, this isn't, it's not a no DQ match, is it? No. This is a straight up match. Yeah. Roman's going to win this. But don't forget that tonight on SmackDown with this wild card rule thing, Miz can show up on SmackDown tonight. Oh, that's right. The wild card rule. Throws. Yeah. And then there was some other weird math going on during the contract signing, which I'm still not sure about. I'm not sure we've had a situation where one person's going to have two matches in the same night. They stand face-to-face with their challengers, and their challengers both stand tall. Well, you, I, I think I think the math is pretty clear there. You think so? It's yeah. like just super in the favor of the person who got power bumped to the table. Totally, could be. Totally. <clears throat> uh, after that, we had a Seth and AJ video package. Um, wasn't here. It was later on where they actually showed footage of uh, from. Uh, it was during uh, Seth's, Seth's interview. interview where they showed footage of, of Seth 
first match against AJ Styles. I think they said it was 2006. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that was the one where Seth said afterwards that AJ bought him a meal. Yeah. He was so impressed with his talents. I forget. Did he say what the meal was? Waffle House? I remember if it was Waffle House. It was in the documentary they did on him. Oh, okay. After right he on. came back from... Uh, There's lots of... I didn't catch the... I haven't seen injury. any of the uh, Tom McGee thing. I haven't seen that either yet. I think yet. that aired last night. It did after all, yeah. That's cool. I'm going to check that out at some point if I ever find the time. Uh, after that, we got the Braun interview. Um, talking about uh, putting uh, Sami Zayn in the dumpster and the dumpster being tossed in the garbage can, whether he felt bad about it. Yeah, he said the only reason, the only thing I felt bad about was that he, they didn't turn Sami Zayn into a cube. I would think he'd feel great about that because that's murder. That is murder. That's, he would be sent to prison for that. That's not... Wrestling career over. You don't want that. No. <laughs> no. Anyway. I mean, Braun, let's face it, he'd be the alpha in the prison. Yeah. He'd get to do whatever he wanted to to whoever he wanted. Totally. But I like freedom. Yeah, freedom seems preferable to prison. <laughs> Every prison thing I've seen seems terrifying. Especially man. if you're going up for uh, like murder. God, where was I reading this? There was something that said that said well, like there's like a before you go into prison, there's like some sort of guidebook that you can that you have access to, and it says when you enter prison, make sure you carry yourself with the utmost confidence, because <laughs> otherwise you're a bee. No, I know. You're going to be somebody. Yeah, I know. Beat. You'd be taken advantage of. <laughs> exactly. So you got to get in there, puff your chest puff out. Puff your chest out. Yeah. Clock someone in the face <laughs> as soon as you walk in. <laughs> Obviously, someone you know that won't punch you back. Right, exactly. Find somebody who might who might look like a bee. And Assert then... your dominance. <laughs> until you find that you punch the wrong person and you get shipped. <laughs> right. Horrifying. It's terrible. I've seen Oz. Anyways, uh, let's see. Uh, anyways, there's a PA that walks up to Braun says, uh, Shane wants to see him in his office. And he goes, fine, I'll see Shane in his office. <laughs> so we go to Shane's office. Yeah. Sammy yeah. Zane's back there complaining about what Braun did. This is the first night that I was actually really into Sammy, what Sammy Zane was doing. I liked it because it was, was small doses. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And then he had a killer main event. It was really good. So he's complaining to Shane about everything that happened. He wants restitution. In walks Braun. Braun's like, what do you want from me? And then Sammy says, uh, I want your spot in Money of the Bank, and I'm willing to fight for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep. And I'm willing to fight for it in a Falls Count Anywhere match tonight. Yep. Which would be our main event. Braun's like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Hands, get these hands. Not really thinking about what that means. No. You know, he's got like five people coming after him. Yeah, he, wouldn't, he didn't really think about that. Uh, next, Raw debut, re-debut. Mojo Raleigh. It's like the Calabac of uh, Monday Night Raw. I like the broken glass face paint. I think it's neat. It looks like he has electricity coming out of his eyes. He looks like a villain from the 1990s Flash show. See, I like I like the, the, the face paint. The ring gear needs some work. It, well, it needs, to, it needs to have some glowing electricity coursing through it. If his gimmick is... What I mean, is, really he, is he evil is, quantum leaper? What it should really be is like shiny mirror material. Yeah, that's cool too. Well, I mean, do, we, yeah, do yeah. we know what is it's it's so I saw somebody re- uh, mention uh, uh, that his gimmick is Mirror Mojo. So like Mirror Universe Mojo. Mirror Universe Mojo. Yeah. Well, you already had a goatee, so he couldn't So he should shave the goatee. Shave, be yeah, the opposite everything. He should grow his hair out long. Yeah, true. I mean, he did get rid of the, the bright Mojo colors from the Terran Empire. He's got new theme music, but it's the old Tron. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's the it's same the old, old Tron. Tron. The same old Tron. I wish it was. I wish in that Tron they had him in his like little tiny skivvies when he's like doing the yeah. the wiggle dance with yeah. his little junk hanging out. Yeah, like that still plays. 
maybe, like maybe this, is, this is this is all a, a, a work in progress for Mojo. It seems like there's a lot of progress that's still needed. And in fact, they didn't even book him strong here. Apollo Crews kind of did himself in. He did a flippy flippy move. And this is a really quick match. Busted his knee on the way down. And then he was like, it looked like a shoot injury, except the ref didn't throw up the X. And then Mojo just took advantage of that. He He had a chop block forearm and an Alabama slam. It was just easy, easy pickings there for Mojo Raleigh. So it wasn't even that he was book strong. No. He just took advantage of a hurt guy. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and then laughed about it. Yeah, he seemed pretty tickled about that whole thing. Yeah, he did. I hate the Alabama slam, by the way. If there's one move that I'd get rid of in wrestling, it's the Alabama slam. I I knew that, so I paid close attention to Apollo, how he took it. His head didn't get the mat, though. He tucked his chin. Oh, and his hands were way back. Yeah. I, I get it. It's just, man, I, I do not like that move. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So after that, we had uh, Alexa Bliss backstage. Uh, she's upset. She's on the phone. The airline has lost her luggage. Yeah, that's a bummer. I've been in that scenario before. It's no fun. Luckily, I have not. You just left your luggage at the office. <laughs> wow, really? You're gonna you're gonna out me on that? Well, Accident just happened, man. It was early in the morning. I thought you've talked about that before. <laughs> I probably have. Yeah, I was giving you some shit. Yeah, yeah, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, my computer was in it and yeah, everything. Man, that's scary. Luckily, number one, a mistake that'll never happen again because mm-hmm. now I know to feast my eyes yeah, on you, my you, baggage. That's the thing. When you make a mistake, you just got to learn from it. That's what, uh, all you got to do. And luckily, my dad, who's retired, and it's my goal. See, here's the thing. When, you're, when you work for the post office and you retire, the statistics aren't good. Yeah. They're really bad. Yeah, so, you keep yourself busy. Thankfully, uh, we had Alabama, so my dad takes her like one day a week, and he takes that job very seriously. Uh, and then, you know, I was able to call him at five o'clock in the morning knowing I'm doing him uh, a good service here yeah. by having him get out of bed and go to the office and go to the parking lot and retrieve so my bag, which had my laptop. Here's in the it. thing. I didn't say you left your luggage in the parking lot. I say you left it at the office. Oh, if we're going to do the story, we're going to do, do the, the whole story thing. all the way. Yeah. I, look. Steve has no real big ego about it's, himself. It's, it's I, I make bonehead decisions. It's something we left can look, and right. Look back on and laugh. Yeah. One time on that same trip, if I can remind you of this, I do remember though. On that same trip is when you were like, "I'm like, what was the weight on the on our luggage that we got to check in?" And you're like, "Don't worry about it. They're just gonna charge us a little bit more." And I was like, "No, I'm pretty sure they have weight limits on bags. You, you can't really do that. No, it's okay. They're just gonna charge us more." 
okay, fine. We get there. How much? And they're like, this is over the limit, over the weight limit. Yeah, no, no, that's not how it went at all. And he said, how much? Yeah, how much extra is it? A hundred more dollars. No, I knew all that before, but I didn't have an accurate. No, the the issue was there was no accurate way to weigh it for us. We had a little like scale over here for to weigh human. We clearly, I told you clearly, this is way over the limit. Yeah, no, and I said, oh, if it is, and we'll just shove stuff in the other bag, and that's what we did. I don't know, man. You're pretty clear. They're just going to charge us like 15 extra bucks. No, because it's on the website. It was all on the website. No, it wasn't. We looked. We looked. It was on the website. That's revisionist history. I don't man. know. I feel like you mean, you're talking about on the way back. Yeah, because then we would have, we had to sit out there and like dump yeah, everything that. else in the other bag. I remember that. Yeah. But I, I, it wasn't the situation. Where it was like, oh, it'll be fine. I'm sorry. I just said we'll do this, and if it ends up it's not cool, just dump the stuff in the other bag. And that's what we did. Anyways, Nikki Cross comes up to Alexa Bliss and she says in a very meek, docile way. Yeah, what the heck's that about? Alexa Bliss, what's wrong? Here, confide in me, Alexa. I've been here for four weeks now and nobody is talking to me and she has like makeup on her hair is dead mm-hmm. and it was very it was it was very odd yeah i wasn't huge on that nor was i i like it it would have made some amount of sense if there was a story about that well i mean but like all it came off was that she was a performer <laughs> i know but then after so she talks to alexa and alexa's all upset because she didn't have her ring gear and last time she wrestled not in her ring gears and those converse and they kept on coming untied and Nikki says, well, why don't you go to the McMahons and, and maybe uh, say you need a replacement in this match? And Alexis mm-hmm. said, oh, you do that for me? You take my spot in this match? And Nikki's like, well, no, I don't mean, okay. And then says, Alexis says, okay, I'm going to go talk to the McMahon now. You have the spot in the match. And then so Alexa leaves and Nikki just has like a kind of like a sly grin on her face. Yeah. But I don't know. But then she comes out for the match and it's her usual entrance. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, and then she like was pretty much acting like her normal self once she was in the match. She but was like match, jumping on people's backs. But then the match ended. I know we're getting ahead of herself a little bit here. Alexa comes in. She helps Alexa, or Alexa helps her set the ladder. Nikki starts to climb up, and Alexa goes, no, 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 I'll do that. And then she's totally cool with it. Even that would have made some amount of sense because Nikki has been known to be very unpredictable in her no, alliances. Totally, totally. You know, if you're willing to play with her, she'll be cool with that. But still, but then the all... crowd started booing when Alexa got up there, and Nikki was like, "No, but I won the match. I won the match." But you I mean when 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 Nikki would do that, it was still all within the parameters set forth that she's a, a bit uh you know a bit crazy. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it bugged the hell out of me. And like, it's funny that... because I tweeted out, I was I was pretty upset about that, like the backstage bit. And I was like. What? What do you want? Are You're they, just neutering these people. Are they doing a crazy like a, a fox type thing now, where she's 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 you know a little nuts, but now she's I don't know being more manipulative about things. I don't know. You're lobotomizing these people. Yeah, like, they're they're definitely dulling the the interesting edges off her character. That's for damn when sure. When somebody is like cartoonishly crazy, like she's supposed to be, you know, mm-hmm. it's like she, they're just going all all out now with her. There's no manipulation there. It's just whatever's going on in her crazy totally, head, totally. that rules the now day. She's scheming and stuff. I'm not huge on that. No, I'm not either. I was upset about that. I don't get upset about much, but I was upset about that. I'm like, you're just lobot like it's just it's kinda of, it's kind of the, the Finn smiling thing. It's like I don't expect him to be, you know, uh Prince Devitt. I don't expect him to do that. Should be. But the unnatural smiling stuff Should is just doing this. It's just bizarre. Yeah. And they've kind of gotten away from that. Yeah, but I mean, again, if this is a, not a situation where Nikki is saying, "Hey, you know, 
keeping herself together to try to manipulate Alexa Bliss in mm. an effort to get her spot in Money in the Bank, which she only has one episode left to do that, so who knows that's going to happen. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Um, then, they, yeah, I don't really see the point of it. It's probably one of those things where they thought of it and it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had the women's uh, title match is matches contract signing. This was fun, mostly because Becky is is stellar on the mic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Michael Cole is talking about all the pressure that Becky has defending two titles one night. The toll is going to take on her body. She turns it around and talks about how uh, Charlotte and Lacey Evans are actually the one who are under pressure because Charlotte can't beat Becky. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been you know essentially appointed. By the McMahons, as as you know, that's, that's what they call Charlotte, the Queen of WWE wrestling royalty. Yes, and Lacey, this is her first title shot. She's coming in with all sorts of expectations, and if she loses, then it's essentially back in the line for her. Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure. I thought Lacey Evans was good in this. I yeah. think that it's a big spotlight for her to be under in a relatively short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I think she's handled it pretty well. So I thought she handled it very well. Uh, so I thought that was cool. And then, uh, Lacey Evans and then, and Becky sort of, uh, you know, she signs a contract, everybody signs a contract. She does not do it with both hands, which kind of bugged me. But, uh, and then, yeah, uh, she should sign both her signatures at the same time. And then, and then, uh, towards the end, uh, Becky's like, go ahead, Lacey, if you want to punch me, I'll give you a shot. And Lacey, she sort of backs off and says, I don't want to get my dress dirty. But then she sort of tosses the table aside and tries to attack Becky. Uh, Charlotte and Lacey get the upper hand. They powerbomb uh, Becky through the table, and uh, they both grab their respective titles they're fighting for, and they hold them high. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, there's still another episode. I would think that getting powerbombed through the table means that Becky's not going to be on SmackDown tonight, but yeah, I probably. guess you never know. You never know. Can't wait till we get to the SmackDown preview for stuff that isn't going to happen. Yeah, no. I haven't even looked at it yet because I'm not even getting my hopes up. They might, they might change it between the time I pulled up the link and we finish the we get to that part of the show. Still time. Yep. Next, we had Baron Corbin versus Ricochet. You got a little Ricochet picture-in-picture picture, uh, promo. He uh, did the best with it that he probably could. Just generic dialogue. Nothing. Doesn't mean anything. Nothing there, man. Nothing there. Um, anyway, this was a really fun match. I love that finish. Yeah, the finish was great. The finish was rad. But Baron is one of the few uh, uh, taller competitors that can really keep up the pace he benefits from having matches with guys like totally Ricochet. totally yeah. totally if he's in a, a slow match with another big guy it's pretty mediocre average but get him in, in the ring with a, a cruiserweight or fast. someone who who works a faster pace and you can put on a fun match i can put on fun matches i'm fun matches fun i could put on matches i can put on good matches. fun matches fun too Anyways, he picked up the win. He reversed a tornado DDT attempt by Ricochet into the end of days. It was pretty cool. But then afterwards, he does a typical Baron thing where he just goes out, gets the ladder, brings it to the ring, starts to climb it for some reason, and then Ricochet pushes it over. That's character dimension right there. Everybody's got to have their Achilles heel, and his is obviously his arrogance. It's great. I love it so much. I love I love his intro. I love that they've incorporated that stuff Yeah, where he's like telling Mike Tom to, hey, you know, and then tell him I'm the favorite son of London. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that stuff. That's great. Uh, so, yeah. The next, we had a Rey Mysterio interview. Cesaro comes in, starts talking trash, and then uh, suggests that maybe uh, he said, well, because Dominic is so huge in comparison to Rey, that maybe uh, Dominic's not his kid. I mean, it's a really good point. Genetics kind of don't lie, you know? Uh, I don't that, know. That kid is, I mean, how tall is Rey's, is, is Dominic's mom? But you know they they she could like they could three? they could each have recessive tall genes. No, I know, I know. And if those 
two genes matching and expressing, he could be eight foot tall. I'm just saying, like LeBron James didn't have no kid that's like five feet tall. You don't necessarily know that. How tall is the kid? His kid's really good at basketball. He's not well, he has one son. His oldest son is. But he's got other kids. How many more kids do you have? I don't know. Yeah. Two or three. I don't know. How tall? Like how short is the shortest one? Well, I, I think know. he has one that's relatively young, so Dominic probably pretty. Is, Dominic is huge, though. He's pretty tall, yeah. He's a big dude. Uh, I do like that Cesaro was bringing this up, of course, for uh, longtime viewers of WWE. Uh, literally, Dominic's custody was uh, suspended above a ladder. In dispute, yes. Back in 2000-whatever. Uh, so that was that was cool. I like that Cesaro coming in, and I'm glad they're doing something with Cesaro. Uh, that happens later. Yeah, that match was great too. Anyways, uh, after that, we got the same Roman Reigns video package we got the week prior. Yeah. Uh, next, AJ Styles interview. Um, he just wants that universal title. I want the title. Am I that four fifth? That phenomenal forearm was not meant. It was not meant for Seth Rollins. It was meant for Baron Corbin. But I want title. I'm here on Raw. It's called Monday Night Rollins. No more now. It's called Monday Night AJ Styles. Pretty much. Doesn't really roll off the tongue there, AJ. Not quite. Anyways, Fatal 4-Way next. Naomi versus Dana Brooke versus Natalia versus Nikki Cross. This was a ton of fun, and Naomi is an absolute treasure. Oh, she's fantastic. She's so much fun, man. Um, and uh, three of the four participants and Alexa Bliss all got promos. Mm-hmm. Um, picture-in-picture ones before the match. Um, Alexa joined on commentary. And then, uh, yeah, Naomi was uh, hit a split-legged moonsault. What? This is one of those times that I thought there was a little bit like Corey Graves. You know, he does the oh, whole... like fumbling over himself to help Alexa on the uh, to the table and stuff. And so that was funny, but the funniest bit was when he starts moving Renee's seat and says, "Get out of the way, Renee." Their chemistry, I think, is is well, finding. I liked her retort. I'm a woman too. <laughs> right. Their chemistry is coming along. Yeah. Because it's to, it's to, it, it was once antagonistic, and now it's feeling a bit more like brother yes. sister yes. stuff. And yes. I think that's good. I think that's really good. No, I thought her her retort to him, <laughs> "Get out of the way, Renee." I'm a woman too. That was really good. <laughs> I actually smiled for that. Dana Brooke uh, came flying off the ladder. Yeah, that was cool. It was terrifying, but it was awesome. It was a good spot for her. Because, like, both her feet, she came off the, like... She didn't get to the top of the ladder. She was on the second to last rung, each foot on, on a separate rung on opposite sides of the ladder. Yeah, and, and so off coming that off that, there's a very high probability you're going to trip. Yeah, she could have tripped on the side of the ladder easily. But, man, I thought it was good. I thought the entire thing was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Nikki picked up the win, hitting a, a, a draping, spinning neck breaker on Natalia for the win after the ladder spot. Um, and then uh, Alexa comes down from commentary, helps Nikki get a ladder into the ring. Nikki starts to climb. Alexa stops her. She climbs the top. She pulls the briefcase off, sits on top of the ladder, guaranteeing that Alexa Bliss is not winning that match. Yes. Uh, next, Sammy's backstage. He's checking his phone. Then he looks at the camera, drops a promo, talking about social media, mm-hmm. um, how fans uh, get some sense of uh, uh, vicarious thrill yes. watching Braun go out and destroy things because they would like to go destroy things like Braun. However, they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, uh, everything, all the, the promo stuff Sammy did this episode was short, didn't meander, didn't go on and on, um, and it was way more effective that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we got a hell of a match between uh, Rey Mysterio and Cesaro before it started. Samoa Joe with an iPhone promo. Again, bringing up Dominic. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. I'm looking at chat and there's all sorts of people. All right. My genetics uh, lesson uh, debunked. Lots of people here have abnormally uh, abnormal size difference between their uh, between their parents. Uh, my dad is 5'8", and I am 6'2", says Damon Cruz. See? 
And then, yeah, they also make a good point. Eddie really wasn't that tall either. No, he, he was wasn't. Five nine or so. Yeah, yeah. He's. I think if he was that tall. Yeah. But uh, in any event. Anyways, uh, Ray Mysterio versus Cesaro. Man, this was fantastic. Dude, creative, they did this a ton of time. Creative and very creative. Like Ray, number one is, is for his age, especially, and we've mentioned this before. He can be so explosive. Mm-hmm. Like there are some moves that it just looks like the the tape is sped up or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all sorts of awesome stuff going on. Oh hell yeah, man! Um, this is probably the closest we're ever get to Rey Mysterio getting like a PWG type match. Mm-hmm. They had that vibe with the level of creativity mm-hmm. involved with it. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, uh, it was pretty funny when Cesaro blocked Ray's first six one nine attempt. They went for the Swiss one nine. Yeah, Ray evaded. That was neat. Eventually, though, Ray does hit a six one nine and a top rope splash, frog splash for the win. I don't know if it's going to happen. I doubt it's going to happen. I would love to see Cesaro somehow enter this feud in some way, mm-hmm. as opposed to just sort of being a plot device to keep it going. Exactly. Exactly. I'd like to see him in in that because it's going to be after I mentioned this before, like yesterday, uh, because of the Sheamus potentially retiring thing. It's there's such a great tag team, him and Sheamus, mm-hmm. that uh, the idea of him then having to become a singles guy again. See, now would be the perfect opportunity to bring up Cassius Ono. Yeah, I know. I know. Just, just do it. Just freaking do it. Kings of Wrestling, man. God, could you imagine the level of tag team action we'd get oh, be awesome. with those two? Awesome. Awesome. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Awesome. Uh, after that, we had a revival promo where uh, they were saying humiliation for us, the embarrassment for us ends. Mm-hmm. Which I hope is the case. Yeah, I was waiting for like a pie to hit somebody in the face when mm-hmm. they said that. Or you someone know. to come up behind one of them and give him a wedgie. The, yeah, exactly. Or uh, was it a purple nurple? Uh huh. Where you twist someone's nipple so hard it bruises. Wet Willie. Yeah, Wet Willie. Don't worry, I'm not going to stick this it's in your ear. Fun. Nobody wants to be there. Um, what do you think? My ears are dirty. Yeah, I don't. Ears are gross, man. I'm not into ears. You know, some people fetishize them, which weirds me out. Same with toes. People fetishize yeah, mm-mm. feet. Mm-mm. Not into it. Not at all. <laughs> right? No. I mean, I'm not grossed out by feet, but I don't understand how people are like look at that and lust after feet. They want to like put toes in their mouth and stuff. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, no, thank you, man. Anyway, then we had Firefly Funhouse. Maybe um, it's just me. Maybe I'm old. I don't know. No, it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> Firefly Funhouse, uh, Bray says, where am I? Camera zooms around the set. Um, nowhere to be found. And then it goes to a place he was before. He teleported mm-hmm. into that one corner. Uh, Rambling Rabbit, patched back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he says he's, it's time for, to sh- for Bray to show everybody what he's been working on, his secret. And he says, you know, hey, the, there's still some darkness in me, mm-hmm. but I've learned how to control it. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, he says, but if, uh, before I can do this, I need everybody to join me. And there's like a cheer. He says, oh, thank you. That warms my heart. And then he proceeds to show the new version of Bray, which I assume would be for in-ring action. Yes. Yeah. Um, I liked it because there were a bunch of like, <clears throat> it was like a very sort of saw type montage leading to him. Uh, to his reveal. Well, it felt like you take kind of the backwoods, uh, uh, you know, like a bayou dwelling character that Bray was, replace it with kind of this creepy old toy shop type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the new Bray. Yeah. And you see all these like, 
all the toys and stuff that were in the Firefly Funhouse, and you see like Twisted. It was like the targeted. It was basically just the targeted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you'll remember that. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, go ahead. Did you ever see, I think it was a, the first movie Rob Zombie directed? Uh, was it the House of a Thousand Corpses? No, that was, I don't think it was the first one. Was that the first one? There's a character in one of his early movies that has like uh, I think it's clown makeup. Yeah, it's um uh, Sid Haig. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. That's uh, what a lot of people referencing in chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of reminds me of that too. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think that was yeah. Uh, so after that was Seth Rollins' interview, and he talked about like you mentioned this earlier before his match with AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, and they show some prior. footage. Yeah. He says, "Well, things are different now." Uh, back then, I looked up to AJ, but at the bank, he's going to be looking up at me. Yeah. Meaning he's going to win the Win, match. and AJ on his back after being pinned. He's going to look mm-hmm. up at Seth holding title. Devil's Rejects. There you go. Yes, that's what that's it was. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, and then our main event, uh, Falls County were match between Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn. It's always fun when they take a match up to the concourse. And that's Oh, I forgot. Hold on. I forgot to mention that. That was, the co- that was one of the cooler things about the reveal was... He kept the catchphrase, but he said it in the most demonic way. Yeah, we I love that. I thought that was a really good touch. Uh, Braun dominates early on. Uh, eventually, Sammy escapes, goes into the crowd, and then Braun ends up chasing him up the stands and into the concourse where Sammy attacks Braun with a garbage can. Um, and then Braun uh, shakes that off and then tosses Sammy into like a concrete column like five times. Dong. Yeah. And then Baron out of nowhere attacks Braun with garbage cans. Sammy makes the cover, only gets a two count. Uh, Baron uh, hits a belly-to-back suplex on Braun through the merch table, which looks like they were selling all three shirts. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, Sammy only gets a two. We go to commercial. Uh, back into the arena. They're brawling through the crowd and to the stage. Uh, Braun starts to get a ladder to set up, and Sammy retreats back towards, you know, like back uh, backstage towards gorilla position. And that's where Drew enters the, the, the fray, sets up a chair, DDT's Braun on it. Um, and uh, then we go back up to the ramp. Uh, Braun uh, attacks Sammy with a ladder, tries to bury him under ladders. And then Baron and Drew come back out to the stage area, suplex Braun through a ladder. Drew follows out with a claymore, and then Baron grabs Sammy, drags him over to make the cover on Braun, and then himself and Drew kind of pushed down on top of him. Mm-hmm, Sammy yeah. gets the win. He's yeah. in money the bank now. Braun is out. I thought this accomplished a lot of really, really good things. Although, so what do you figure the reason? I mean, obviously it's because for story reasons to protect Braun, because I know they want him to be the big monster and he should obviously win this thing. Um, but uh, in terms of, him being taken out of the match. I mean, is he going to have some effect on this match? Is he going to get his revenge oh, during yeah, the match? Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Prevents maybe Baron from or whoever he's going to feud with. Yeah. Maybe he's going to keep on being the same. You got problems with your plug over there? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, interesting that he's not going to be in that match. Uh, but, I mean, I, I if somebody said, hey, would you rather replace Braun with Sammy? I'd say yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Because totally. Sammy would be a lot of fun in this match. Yeah, he would. Um, I like I like when Raw – see, Raw, I like when it does – it's got these big guys like Drew and Braun – Mm-hmm. And then a bit more villainy characters like Sammy and Baron. Yes, I think that the ridiculousness of a false count anywhere match works really, really well uh, on Raw, and I think it's because they have those kind of characters. There so, you go, got fixed. I liked it. I thought it was. Really oh yeah, it's a fun main event. I mean, I liked when they did it with Dean and Drew. Their false count anywhere match, The Miz and Sanity, or that was that on SmackDown. Yeah, it was on SmackDown. That was on SmackDown. But in any event, I thought it was cool. I was like, when they do that, well, I think fun. I think the issue for a lot of it is is so often that Raw feels very uh, claustrophobic, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. everything has to happen in the ring. Everything's very formal until in terms of how it's presented. And when they let loose a little bit, it comes off as a bit more spontaneous, a bit more yeah. fun. Raw does not feel like a spontaneous program. No, it feels very micromanaged. Boy, that Nikki Cross stuff really bugged me. Yeah, it it, it, was, it certainly wasn't ideal, Steve. No, it was not. Anyways, we got a SmackDown preview. Let's get into it. SmackDown Live's Men's Money in the Bank ladder match participants to throw down a pivotal fatal four-way match for what do you think is on uh, on the line here? Momentum. Yeah. Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor, Ali, Andrade, and Randy Orton will lay it all on the line when they compete in the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match next Sunday, but will first look to gain pivotal momentum when they collide in a fatal four-way match tonight. They spelled tonight right. Tonight. On SmackDown Live. With all four superstars having crossed paths in multiple fashions over the past several weeks, there will be absolutely there will absolutely be a familiarity factor as they all enter this fatal four-way match looking to make a major statement ahead of uh, the potentially career changing ladder match. Which superstar will head into the Money in the Bank pay-per-view with a surging drive that can propel them to the contract? Find out on SmackDown Live. Will Kofi Kingston accept Kevin Owens' invitation to come on the Kevin Owens' show? After weeks of personal attacks, blindside assaults, and several raucous brawls, ruckus, WWE champion Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens will collide for the WWE title at Money in the Bank pay-per-view. But first, they may talk it out. Kevin Owens has invited Kofi Kingston to join him on the Kevin Owens show tonight on SmackDown Live. Only five nights before their massive title match, KO and Kofi have gone through the ringer in recent weeks. Will the dreadlocked Dynamo accept Owens' invitation? If he does, what will the mood be if the two come eye-to-eye in the final stop before WWE Money in the Bank? Um, the last entry here, can Fire and Desire scorch Asuka and Kyrie Sane on Tuesday night? This is not going to happen. Something different will happen. There's only two other things listed to happen, period. So, 
Anyways. Something's going to change about this Yeah, match. something will probably change. Asuka and Kyrie Sane have taken the women's tag team division by storm over the past several weeks, picking up victory after victory after victory after, after victory, victory after, after victory. victory. With Paige by their side and proving to be an instant chemistry, to have an instant chemistry as a unit, but can they topple one of the division's most tenured teams in Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville? With WWE Money in the Bank now within arm's reach, the two teams enter with di- different, very different goals. With different, very different goals. Whoa. Punctuation whoa. missing there. The two teams enter with different, very different goals. Yeah. Anyways, Asuka and Sane are simply looking to continue building their case towards a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship opportunity against the Iconics, while Mandy and Sonya will, of course, have at least some of their focus on the Golden Goddesses' involvement in the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Which squad will prevail when they square off tonight? Find out when SmackDown Live airs live. It's not going to air live for us. 8, 7 Central, USA Network. Written by Ryan Papola. Or Papoya. Uh, well done, obviously Ryan, but not, maybe work. I, I think, obviously not uh, read read by an editor before posting. <laughs> Ryan posts this himself. I don't know, man. And Ryan got the info for this moments before the deadline. Yeah. That's what happened here. This is not on Ryan. Although why uh, he's using something that doesn't have spell check uh, is is beyond me. I don't know. Maybe he's writing sometimes it on his phone. Sometimes you don't. That could be. Some, well, that's, writing on the that notes. should have autocorrect then. Um, sometimes you're going through a document. You don't notice that red little squiggly line underneath the word. You just, you're not really paying close attention if you're in a rush. Let's see here. To tonight. Oh, wait. To tonight. To put. Yeah, as I'm doing it, it's telling me it's wrong. Yeah. And then you have to like delete and then do it again. And I'll say, okay, fine. I relent. Let's take some questions first. Tom talks rubbish. Wants me to do a Bree mode. Bree mode. Oh, I forgot to delete that. I forgot to put that on the banned list of words. Uh, Nick C says, Hey guys, check out Simon Miller's podcast. 170. I was his guest. Oh, that's cool. Who did what now? Nick C was a guest or Simon Miller's guest on his podcast. Oh, podcast 170. That's fun. Uh, Project CMR, if this brace stuff doesn't lead to a fun house of mirrors match, what are we really doing here? Yeah, I want to see something cool with it. All pre-filmed gimmick matches like House of Horrors. Just go all in on that. Bring Rob Zombie in. Uh, Dominist one, how long until the sassy Southern Queens win the women's tag belts. You think they're ever going to tag up? Well, they're on different brands. Yeah, they're on different brands. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't get the feeling that Charlotte's going to be in a tag team with anybody anytime soon. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Uh, Tom talks rubbish. When WB is in the United Kingdom, should they be live UK time? No. Because, I mean, they're contractually obligated to have their shows on at a certain time on USA Network. They can't just be willy-nilly about it for a couple of weeks. I mean, in an ideal world, yes. But like you just said, there are very, very high-priced contracts mm-hmm. where they get all their money to sign all the talent. Mm-hmm. Greg Morris, Bray has to win his first feud, right? If so, who should it be? I want to care about him. I don't know. It's probably going to be like Apollo Crews. It's going to be cool if he started collecting his own band of devil's rejects. You Here's know? the thing. He beats Apollo Crews, and then Apollo Crews falls in line. Let me ask you something. Okay. Apollo Crews is on SmackDown now. That's what his lower third said. Did they really have to bring him over to lose to Mojo? I'm sure. Isn't there anybody on Raw that Mojo could have beat? And I say this because I don't want Apollo Crews. I want Apollo Crews to get some semblance of a push because he's really good. They seemed maybe they were really intent on telling that particular story. What story? (laughs) 
the story of the match where he blows out his knee and Apollo Cruz is a good like there's guy not a, that? five other people that can do that same spot. I don't probably not. Maybe not. He's well, a very athletic guy. He's super athletic, but he there's at least somebody that could, you could do a spot where someone jumps off the top rope and hurts their knee. You see that at least once an episode hey, of Raw. Man, I'm reaching for straws here. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Look up the Raw roster. Who else could it be? They had to use the wild card rule, man. They had an extra spot for the wild card rule. I don't think it has to be four. <laughs> Exactly for superstars. Uh, let's see here. EC3. Eric Young. It could have been EC3. It could have been Eric Young. It could have been any member of Lucha House Party. Oh, you're hungry. Yeah, I am. Man. No way, Jose. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a number of people. There's a number of people. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, man. I don't know. I don't know. That upset me. <laughs> Uh, Damon Cruz. Sex Machine. Oh, sorry. That was Tom Savini's name. Sex yes, Machine. Yes, yes. Damon Cruz, DJZ, officially reported to the Performance Center today. Are you excited to see him? Oh, sorry. How excited are you to see him? I'm not that familiar with DJZ's work. I know he's got that cool light up entrance gear. Yeah, his entrance gear is too much. No, it's not, man. It's way too, because it looks bulky on him. Well, uh, that's his problem, not yours. He's cool. Well, it's not. I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem to be a problem for him. I'm just saying it's not pleasing to the eyes. I don't know, man. It's a lot of light. It's not like uh, El Fantasmo's uh, jacket, which is just the real rock and roll. I know, jacket. but he's got glasses that have lights in them too. Who? El, El Fantasmo. El Fantasmo. I know yeah. he's 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 cool. Yeah, he's super. You see cool. him flipping off that uh, mm-hmm. infant? Mm-hmm. Man, what a D that guy is. I think that's the idea, man. Oh, Wrestle King, new member. Thank you. Alex C says, "Oh, that's see, Alex C is a clever guy." What? Since Mojo is a broken mirror, is his gimmick that his opponents have bad luck? That would be actually more That's a really cool idea. Anything WWE That's would do. That's really because look at Apollo last night. It makes yeah, sense. Bad luck. We'll see if that continues. What a bummer! It's not going to happen. Yeah, no. Spear Pig, uh, kind of like Bray in an episode, say that he needs to apologize for his past mistakes, which he did to the Shield on Twitter today, and kidnap Woods. Uh, Kofi can't find his friend and goes after Owens. Bray's next episode is him in the woods and the screen cuts to black. Oh, sorry, him and woods, sorry. That's cool. Yeah, I want more of that kind of stuff, like all pre-filmed. I just want everything to be pre-filmed. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Thomas, I hate the slingshot into turnbuckle and uh, swing head scissors. Why? Uh, I think in the same manner as me hating the Alabama slam because it looks like it might hurt. Swinging head scissors doesn't like hurt. You just like that's pretty. Seems like a pretty basic move to take. Uh, Butts asks with uh, with Nikki, could they be doing a Jekyll and Hyde thing? I would love for that to be the case, but I honestly just think that it's like backstage is going to be normal, <laughs> and then it's all just a performance. Yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, I hope not. I, I hope it's a Jekyll and Hyde thing. I hope it is. Sammy Garcia, in a perfect world, how can we book WB Finn versus Bray for the Intercontinental WB Championship at WrestleMania? Who wins and what stipulation do they book? I'll tell you how they don't do it, how they were doing it before. When it was supposed to be Pumpkin Balor versus Sister Abigail. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. They seem to have strayed away. I mean, we got the demon at Mania, mm-hmm. but they seem to be straying away from the demon in general. <clears throat> but no, I here's I would love to see a Finn Bray feud. I'd love to see that, you know. Um but I don't know. Jeepers. Uh Dylan Haggett. 
Power rank matches at Money in the Bank you're most excited for. Cody says it's 2019. No kink shaming. Sorry. For people out there who like feet and ears, I'm, I apologize. Yeah, I just don't get it. Just saying it's not my thing. No, I, yeah, it's just not my thing. I don't get but it. But everybody has their thing. If you like feet, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Just don't be looking at, don't don't be ogling people's feet in public or ears. You know. What? 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 Power rank, many of the big matches you're most excited for. Yeah. Oh. Men's Money in the Bank, probably number one because it's got Ricochet and Sami Zayn. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, now potential's there for AJ and Seth to be really good. If oh, they let him do it. Really good. Like, I guess at a house show a couple years back, Seth gave AJ a vertebraker. Yeah, I saw that. I saw a video. Like, let him wrestle that kind of match. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that should, that should be really good. They're going to look to burn the house down. Heck yeah, man. Uh, Kelly88, dumb question since it's ending Sunday. Game. Oh, I guess uh, dumb question since ending Sunday. Game of Thrones characters that would be great wrestlers. Man, woman, and tag team. Well, the mountain and the hound. Are we talking about Game of Thrones? Yeah, okay. I mean, that pff, right there, they're beating everybody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I got a question to ask you after we're off the air because I don't get into spoiler territory. Okay. I know what your question is. Um, and I'm not sure I'm going to have a proper answer for you because I, I pay sort of half attention, especially oh, in the right. early seasons. I was kind of just getting through it because in the early seasons, I don't like anybody except for Tyrion, except mm-hmm. for Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. I don't like anybody. I'm surprised I made it through like season three. Um, uh, well, I guess got to say Arya. She'd be a good wrestler. Oh yeah, she'd be great. She then, like you think you're fighting one person, then she's like the many faces thing. Somebody else. Uh, who else? Jamie's got a good gimmick. He's got the golden hand. It's true. Yeah. Be like uh, Azuka in New Japan, where he puts that glove on. Yeah. You like that. That's good. Uh, Gilberto Ariano went, on my, went to my first indie show this weekend, met Tessa Blanchard, Phoenix, Brian Cage, and Pentagon. The experience was surreal. Talking to them just super casual. What's your favorite indie show experience? Let's take PWG out of it. What? Take PWG really? out of it. Really? Yeah, man. All right. Well, what do you got for me then? That time I worked at Kinko's and Honky Tonk Man came in to make copies of the local show that was happening. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know. I was like, that guy looks super familiar. <laughs> um, we know some people we haven't known them for a while here in the in the local wrestling scene and one of them uh, got pretty friendly with Tonga Kid mm-hmm. um, so we were leaving a show one time and talking to people we know and then Tonga Kid comes up so we got to talk to Tonga Kid for a few minutes and that was kind of neat that was neat that was cool um, time was at McDonald's and I saw Jeff Hardy and again that's not an indie Jeff wrestling thought it was Christian thing. it's not an indie wrestling thing man the time I was, I was hanging out in front of Craig and Auto Parts, and then it happened to be Eddie Guerrero autograph. You were hanging signing. out at Craig and Auto Parts. Uh, that's good. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Whoops. Let's see here. I mean, there, there was always, like, I think the fact that we. Okay, so who was at that damn Mather show? Was that Abdullah the Butcher there? Yeah. Okay, Abdullah the Butcher. And who the Gigolo was, was there. And the Gigolo was there. Yeah. Who, did the, who was the jiggle? He ended up being an XPW. Right? Yeah, he was involved in the Supreme Fire incident. <laughs> I mean, that's number one, is mm-hmm. we saw a guy almost die. Yeah. One of the most infamous, infamous acts in indie wrestling history yeah. was Supreme being lit on fire, and we had like a fifth row seat for it. I remember at that same show, Sandman was on that show, and they were selling uh, kendo sticks at the show. You can get autographs, I think. So there was a bunch of people in the crowd just with <laughs> kendo sticks. Wow. I really didn't think that one through very well. 
No, they didn't think a lot of things. No. King Drew, fun fact, Bray's clothes get darker each episode. See, I like that. That's a nice little subtle touch. That's I good. Like That's good. More of before the reveal. Yeah. Not reveal now. Action now. Mm. It's action now, man. That's our thing. Pizza Slice, should Brock Lesnar be hated for being a lazy, greedy no-show, or should he be applauded for finessing the most humane WWE contract ever out of Vince? Kind of both. Brock it's like is yes a complex and yes. individual, and I think he'll go down his history as being just that. And again, he's both complex and very simple. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. He's a walk-in dichotomy. Uh, your favorite, message retracted. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Patrick Spark says, Raw leaves the country and is actually decent. What's the idea? What's the deal? What's well, the deal I'm with that? I'm sure they feel like they want to put a put on a good program for the live crowd in the United you Kingdom. You love that, that they get that. Oh, let's, let's put on a good show today. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't go to the United Kingdom very often, maybe twice yeah. a year. So they probably want to put their best foot forward to say, hey, we care about you. Mm-hmm. That might be part of it. Aminadab Garcia, would you rather have Elias with Lashley's talents or Lashley with Elias's charisma. Here's the thing. Lashley has Elias's charisma. Mm-hmm. He's got a ton of charisma. I've seen it before. They just don't use it. They don't let him showcase it. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> uh, Wolfpack for life. With WWE not making as much money for pay-per-views because of the network mm-hmm. uh, and more money coming in for weekly TV shows, should WWE cater more moments? Should WWE cater to more moments or great matches to the pay-per-view or weekly shows? Oh, should they cater more moments? On, what should they yeah, focus yeah, on? Yeah, pay-per-views yeah, or weekly yeah. shows? I think it's obvious they kind of should focus more on the weekly shows these days. I'll save for the major four or five pay-per-views. Yeah, probably. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. But they got to give those pay-per-views enough. Uh, so people will keep their network subscription. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, a lot of people are asking, uh, including A.O. Worm. Uh, number one, what show does uh, Joker Bray go to, and who does he feud with first? A lot of people are saying, who is he going to feud with first? It's got to be somebody significant, mm-hmm. but Bray's got to get that win over him. Mm-hmm. Really, if they want to do it right, just make it Roman. Wow. That's cool. Miz. Miz is about to be done with Shane. I, I can't see that's going to go past a steel cage match. Yeah. So have it be Miz. Adam Darwin here in chat says, I've got an entire playlist of ghost videos if you need stuff for Truth Exposed today. Okay. Sounds so good. They're all about 40 seconds long. 
Oh, there's like a lot of them? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I like longer in one video is less work for Steve. Yes. Uh, oh, here we go. Awesome. Um, Joe McGinnis says, uh, how does the stand tall math work for money in the bank matches? Very easy. Touch the briefcase, you lose. You got no chance. Touch the briefcase or do a high spot off the ladder, you got no chance. If we see your ladder spot on Raw or SmackDown, no chance. guess what? You ain't winning. You're not going to do it on the pay-per-view and you're not winning. Well, that was a good question from Timothy Wayne. Star Trek question. Amongst the Shield, who's Spock, who's McCoy, and who's Kirk? On what? On, on Raw? For the Shield. For the Shield. Oh, for the Shield. Rollins is the architect. He's Spock. Wait, Kirk Picard and who? Kirk, Bones, Bones. and Spock. Bones. Oh, maybe Seth is Bones. Yeah, because I'd say Roman is Spock. Roman is Spock. Dean's Kirk. That uh-huh. makes sense, yeah. Uh, let's see here if anybody has any first-time questions on the Patreon. No, really? Wow. Uh, Anything else? Turing, Raw, no champs on air. Okay, I don't know. Uh, Rich asks, uh, so uh, Becky got slammed by both Lacey Evans and Charlotte. Will she retain both titles and money in the bank? Yes, until Bailey cashes in. Although I guess that kind of depends if Bailey's even going to show up on SmackDown tonight. Yeah. Because if they're not spotlighting her, I don't think she's going to win. You never know. You never know, man. Like, where the hell is she going to be? And then the London crowd loves Bailey. It's true. They always do the little song with her. Hey, Bailey. Mm-hmm. Hoo, ha. Oh, that's funny. Cult of False Realities mentions that Graves actually said hell in a cell instead of money in the bank when talking about the steel cage match. Oh, that's funny. They're, they have a lot to do. <laughs> they do. It's not an easy job. Yeah. Not an easy job. Well, I'm sorry if I was, if I was too negative today. Like what you like. Um, you know... Raw is a beast to get through, man. It is. You know, you're not always going to love it, even if it's decent. <laughs> it's it's been the same for me. I I stand by that. I, I, I you know it's for the same for me. It's three hours of TV. It is. You know, on a Monday. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's not even if it's good. Sometimes you're just going to be in that mood where it's like, man. It's it's not and it's not like it was overwhelmingly great or anything. I think the in between thing was good. But I think it was in between with the signs of yeah. positive. I just man, that Cesaro Ray match was really, was really killer. Good. Yeah, there's some good. You matches. know, uh, Tom talks rubbish. Am I bad because I like Carmelo's first Money in the Bank win? No, because I do too. I I here's the thing. I totally get. I totally get everybody's reaction to it. I totally do. But when you really look back on it, it was the first one. By the time we're at number five, does anybody really care? You know, does anybody really care at that point? Oh, the first one was actually won by Ellsworth. I don't know. I I think even when it happened, I was cool with it. And I saw like a lot of the reactions and I was like, okay, I understand those reactions. Yes, they probably should have done it differently. That being said, I think that it got a tremendous amount of heel heat on Carmella and Ellsworth, I thought I thought that was fine. I thought it was. I fine. thought that. I mean, I, we would talk about this on Matt Chat. I thought the heat they got was on them for a while, and then it eventually transitioned to heat on company because people spoke out. Uh, a lot of people spoke out about how it went down, and so the, the, it seemed like a matter of a couple of weeks. Like the heat on Carmella and Ellsworth wasn't really there, and it kind of transitioned toward people just being upset with WWE. So no, I thought it was fine. 
thought it was no at the moment i thought it was good too but like you i just you know after hearing other people had to say about it and, and understanding their position i was like yeah i can see why people are upset about it mm-hmm, yeah. but to answer his question no does it does and then it make of course i got all bad. sorts of comments saying oh, you guys flip-flop you guys flip it's like you know people are allowed to evolve their opinions yeah totally <laughs> i don't know man. totally i mean you, you you think something you have an opinion you get new information you consider it you can change your mind totally fine Totally fine. Um, so uh, we have Overrun coming up. We have a bonus episode coming up for channel members uh-huh. and $5 and up patrons. Yep, yep. That's coming up in probably 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, and then at around 1 p.m. Pacific, uh, 3, no, 4, 4 p.m. Eastern, Eastern uh, 1 plus 8 is 9 p.m. Brexit time, uh, we will be uh, live over on the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Go there now. Click the follow button. And you'll be notified when we go live. We're going to do a taping of Fun Wrestling and W. Steve W. Uh, this Friday, we have We Book Money in the Bank mm-hmm. uh, there uh, with a really fantastic lineup um, on on the Twitch. So come check us out there. Uh, yeah. Until next time, I want to say thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.